Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, back at it again. And it is time to talk about the Jets versus Rams game that we have coming up. Boy, oh boy, are we in some serious business right here. This is a Rams team that really gets after it. I'm talking about they're a very good football team. They have a lot of weapons. Um, They can put up points. That defense is solid, too. And this Jets team is struggling at times right now. So we got to get it together. We really, really do. But before we go ahead and get into it, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. So without further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into the show. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I'm hyped. Salute to everybody, uh, you know, watching and listening as well. Salute to everyone in the chat. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Alex, salute to you, my friend. We're going to go ahead and get into it, man. This is going to be a very, very tough game the Jets have coming up. This Rams team is serious, man, serious. And they're a team that's competing. They're 9-4 and four right now. They're fighting. You know, they're trying to continue to push, make a push for their playoff spot. So it's quite a bit to talk about, man, quite a bit to talk about. But before we get into the game, here on the Long Beach Joe Show, everyone knows we're very big on doing whatever we can to help our community, very big on charity, uh, very big on doing whatever we can to help others out. So this year, uh, yet again, we've partnered with the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive, uh, ran by Mark V. Lee. Uh, so we're going to have Mark come on. He's going to talk to us a little bit just about the Toy Drive and how they're impacting the community. Mark, I want to welcome you to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing today, my friend? Joe, doing great, buddy. Well, like always, thank you for having me, pal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to have you on again. Now, I want to start. Can you give my listeners some background on the Mark V. Lee toy drive, how you got started, and what you folks do? Yeah, so uh, back in 85, you know, a long time ago, my father, um, Mark V. Lee Sr., Started the uh, Christmas drive. You know, he was a fireman in Jersey City. He just saw a couple of local kids in the uh, neighborhood. And uh, it just grew from there, you know. And uh, it just mm-hmm. became a citywide thing. And uh, in 2014, uh, he passed away due to uh, 9-11 related illnesses. And uh, mm-hmm. me and my mom took it over from then, from then on. And, uh, you know, the year that he passed, he, he took care of about – a little over 2,000 unfortunate kids in Jersey City. And uh, last year, me and my mom, uh, after taking it over and her drive and the way that she got it out there, is uh, we were up to 8,000 kids that we took care of last year. Wow. I always, <laughs> I'm always really blown <laughs> away by the numbers. I mean, 8,000, that's, that's, that's quite a bit there, Mark. <laughs> you're really impacting yeah, yeah, the community. No. You're really yeah, you, you're really yeah, doing what it, you know, what it takes to to change these kids' Christmases around, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you know you don't like to see it, but it is out there. You know, holidays can be tough yeah. for a lot of families, especially you know this year with the the virus and a lot of people out of yeah. their jobs. So we're just kind of doing our part, you know, to make sure that a lot of these families have a Christmas this year. That's all. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And again, I want to thank you for doing all that you do there with the toy drive. Mark, can you can you tell us just a little bit about some of the hurdles that you face putting this toy drive together? Because, you know, some people may think that it's easy or some people think, it's, you know, there's a lot of different things going on. What are some of the some of the, the difficulties that you face when putting everything together? Yeah, so in years past, you know, um, we kind of had the system that we had where, you know, we do like Boys and Girls Club, we do different schools and different outreach programs and uh, just cater to different areas in the neighborhood, Um, you know, and then the coronavirus hit and everything was shutting down, so a lot of these indoor facilities and schools and a lot of different things were closed. So uh, it was uh, a little stressful kind of, you know, figuring out a plan of attack here to kind of get this thing going, uh, getting it off the ground this year. Uh, we linked up with uh, Toys for Tots and a company, uh, DonateAtToy.org, to kind of go virtual. And I sent those links out on uh, my Facebook page and Instagram, and the response has been unbelievable. 
And what they did was once you donate a toy off those websites, Toys for Tots, Toys for Tots actually matched that one for one. And um, yeah. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's been unbelievable. You know, we received a, a ton of generous donations from everybody. And, uh, you know, I know, you, you know, you guys helped a lot, and I, I can't thank you enough, Joe, for yeah. your support. Um, you know, and, and the Jet fan base, man, you, you guys are really reaching out, man. These guys from all over the country, you know, coming in, and, and, and I, I, see, I, I see the names and I see the locations of where they're coming from, and I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's been tough, you know. It's not, not easy kind of taking what you know and then trying to make it happen a whole, you know, totally different way. So we just kind of set up in different areas all through Jersey City, kind of like a grab-and-go style, you know, and had the families come down, and we've been blessed with the weather. We did get hit the other day with the snow, but luckily, you know, luckily it wasn't over the weekend here. So we, we just wrapped up a little while ago uh, our drive that we had today. We have our last one tomorrow uh, at the Mary Bethune Center uh, in Jersey City. So if anybody's in the area and wants to come down, uh, drop off a toy, or just come and hang out, man, and watch these kids grab a toy and light up. It's, uh, I'm telling you, it's yeah. something that makes you feel good, just making sure that these, these kids get a Christmas, man. It really is something. Exactly, and that's what it's all about. And, again, Mark, I want to thank you for everything that you folks are doing. You're talking about, you know, all the challenges that you face there. And, you know, a lot of people are just looking at this situation like, man, these kids, again, would probably not have a Christmas, especially, like you said, with all the other things going on with the row row and everything that we have floating and going on around right now. A lot of people are really – struggling, you know, to, to figure out what they're, where they're going to get their next dollar from. And you folks have, you know, continuously been able to put together something to really give these kids, you know, to really light up their life and light up their faces, like you said, when you see these presents. So that's huge. But can you also give my listeners kind of an exact uh, place where they can donate? Because I know we talked about in the past about them going to Jersey City Fire Department, dropping off toys. Can they still do that? What can they do and how can they get involved? Can they volunteer their time as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I said, it, you know, you want to volunteer your time tomorrow uh, in the Jersey City uh, area at the Mary Bethune Center on MLK. We're going to be out there from uh, 9 o'clock in the morning till about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. If you want to stop in, uh, you're more than welcome to. Um, if you want to donate, you're more than welcome to pick up any a toy and drop it off to any firehouse in Jersey City. If you want to send a monetary donation, uh, the address is at our fire headquarters. That's at 365 Marin Boulevard in Jersey City, uh, 07302. Um, you know, all proceeds, and, uh, you know, I'm completely transparent where all this stuff goes. So come on down or donate a toy, like I said, any firehouse. And, uh, you know, I greatly appreciate it. I really do. Because without, you know, you guys and the support from the, the community, uh, you know, we wouldn't be able to make this thing happen. Yeah. Yeah, and we're and like I said, you know, here on Long Beach Joshua, we'll continue to support you as well, Mark. Everyone listening, uh, everyone watching as well, because I live stream during my uh, my radio show. Listen, you go to any of my social media too; the link is plastered there too. You can click click on it really easy. Go ahead, you know, place your donations as well. Uh, you know, I also put uh, Mark's uh, social media there too, so you can contact him directly as well. And, you know, talk about things you may want to send, or you know, any way that you can help too, so you can get involved there. But Mark, with that put to the side, you know. We're both Jets fans, sadly. Ah, Joe, my heart. Sadly, we both are. My heart, uh, Joe, you know. my heart. I can't do it anymore, buddy. Dude, it's so tough. I want to talk to you about these Jets. I don't want to talk to you about these Jets, but I want to talk to you about these Jets. <laughs> oh, my God. Mark, tell me what was going through your mind when you heard Adam Gay said that he's failed Jets ownership. What were your thoughts about that? Ah. I mean, you know, no crap. No crap you failed the ownership. No crap that you failed Sam Darnold. No crap that you failed this Jets team. You know, I like what, you haven't done anything. And finally now it's starting to come out, I think, a little bit because he's starting to take accountability because I think he realizes that he's not going to be here in the next three games. Yeah. You know, yeah. all season long he's kind of giving you roundabout answers and he's putting blame in, you know, in different directions and stuff and – you know, now he realizes, like, he's he's on his way out the door. So, you know what? Let me start being accountable here now that we only got three games left. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, uh, I, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's hard to respect that guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> Man, I never but wanted I, him I, hired. I, I, I just – go ahead, go uh, ahead. 
you know, you never want to see anybody fired. You know what I mean? You, you know, people that have families and stuff like that. Like, you never want to see that aspect of it. You know what I mean? But that's the name of the game. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and like I said, if he was man enough to admit all season long to take the blame as a, as, a, as the head coach of his football team, you know, I, I would have gave him a little bit more respect. But at the end of the day, he deflected and he, and, and, and he said Sam and, 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 you know, he, he yep. put all, you know, on other people. Everyone except himself. Yeah. And now with only a few games left because he knows that the door is shut, you know, he's uh, now starting to take accountability for some of his actions and, and, and some of his mistakes here. And, uh, you know, it's just a little too late in my book. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. When you look at, you know, you know another situation, you know, we got these Rams coming up in this situation uh, with, you know, the season continuing. But we're getting Mims back this week, man. That's one thing I'm excited about. What are your thoughts about him, and what do you expect out of him in this football game, you know, after coming off of missing a week? Yeah, I, uh, I, I believe he had something going on with a family matter as, as far as why he yeah. missed the uh, game, right? So it wasn't injury-related. So I, I expect him to kind of uh, pick up right where he left off. And uh, mm-hmm. what he's been doing so far, I, I, I love it. I love to see it. You know, uh, the production's there. You know, he's uh, getting separ- separation. You know, he's, uh, he's doing everything that you expect a rookie to do or, or what you want to see from a rookie. Um, you know, so I, I got high expectations for him. And, uh, you know, I know yeah. he's going to be, I don't know, maybe Ram, you think Ramsey's going to shadow him? I'm not sure if, or, or if he's going to be over on Terryman. But uh, I, I'd like to see how he does if that matchup does come about because you got the be- one of the best corners in the league and Ramsey on the other side. So if he can get a little yep. preparation and make a, a couple plays here this week, I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm uh, I'm going to be stoked for the next year or a few years coming up. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're right, and that was a great point. Now, you know, I'm going to talk about that as the, the show continues on as well. Uh, like you said, he's going to be, you know, possibly matched up against some people say he's the best corner, one of the best corners, whatever. I, I have him up there as well uh, in the game, you know. So we're going to see how you perform against one of these top corners. But, again, he's, a, you know, he's a rookie, but we want to see how you fare because, again, there's a lot of, you know, stiff competition. We got great players, you know, great corners in our in our division that he's going to have to face up against as well, too, you know, continuously throughout the rest of his career. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, this matchup happens. But, listen, Mark, Absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on, man. I really, really do love everything you do. Before you go, can you please give my listeners, again, all the directions to just getting involved in your charity and how they can donate and where they can give their time? Absolutely. So, uh, once again, if you want to send any monetary donations, it's going to be at our fire headquarters at 365 Marin Boulevard in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's 07302. Uh, if you're just in the area passing by, you want to pick up a toy or in the neighborhood, uh, drop them off to any of the firehouses that, you know, they know the drive well and they know where to get the toys to. Uh, also, tomorrow, if you're in the area, we'll be at the uh, Mary Bethune Center on MLK from 9 o'clock in the morning to about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Stop in, say hello, you know, hand out some toys with us, and, uh, you know, see what we do firsthand here. And, uh, you know, Joe, I, like I, I say, man, every every week and, uh, you know, every time I get a chance to talk to you, I, I really appreciate you uh, supporting this drive, and uh, I always look forward to talking to you, buddy. Absolutely. And, again, Mark, I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, man. That 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 means a lot. To help these kids out and give them a solid Christmas, especially with all that we have going on, that means a lot to them. That's going to impact their lives extremely, extremely heavily. So, again, I want to thank you for all you do, man. So, I'll, uh, again, yeah, thank my- you for coming on, Mark, and I want you to have a good night, my friend. Likewise, pal. Enjoy the rest of the show, man. And, uh, you know, go Jets. We, we, the future's bright for us. Let's go. <laughs> we had nowhere to go but up, huh? <laughs> Not this year. Not this year, but soon, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, you have a good night, Mark. <laughs> All right, Joe. See you later, pal. Oh, Mark V. Lee of the Mark V. Lee Toy Drive. Listen, they're doing phenomenal things over there. You know, that drive, everything they're doing for children, everything they're doing, you know, with getting these kids gifts. Please, if you can donate, uh, you know, get involved. Again, you know, he talked about all the places where you can go. You can still, you know, give a toy to those, you know, fire departments in Jersey. But, again, you can go to my social media, and uh, the drive, the link to the drive is on there. You can click that and donate all that you like. It's greatly appreciated. Anything you can do, no matter how small, I'm telling you, is greatly appreciated by those children. So, again, I want to thank everyone that just gets involved in that either way. And, I, again, I want to thank Mark Vealy for coming on and talking to us about the drive. No, listen. 
Now it's time. The time has come to talk about the Jets. All right. It's time to talk about it. Listen, Yang, I know that the team sucks. You ain't got to tell me. (laughs) You ain't got to tell me. Okay. I know we're in a bad spot right now. People aren't necessarily super positive about this team we got. You know, coming up with the, with the Rams, this is a tough, this is a tough LA team. I mean, they come out and they fire on all cylinders. They got a great head coach, you know, that that definitely can draw things offensively, and they they will put you away. And so, you know, the Jets have to come out with some fire, um, and we've got to start early. And I got a couple callers in. I'm gonna to get to you folks as well in a second. Salutes again to all the savages in the chat, man. Matt Curtis, Sir Tunes, Angel Reed, Portway. Alex Patterson, Niger, yo, salute to y'all, man. Salute to all of you. Again, I want to thank everybody for joining. I see a bunch of other people as well. Salute to everybody. Uh, This is going to be a tough matchup, a really, really tough matchup. This Rams team uh, can get after it. I'm very worried about them offensively. Uh, You look at the situation they have. Their running backs, to me, um, you know, they run the ball pretty, pretty tough. They really, really do. Um, You know, Brown, Henderson, all these guys that they got, and some of these guys as well can come out the backfield and catch the football. And I'm very worried about that, especially with some of the the issues that we're having, the injuries that we have on this football team. You got Jordan Jenkins going down with a shoulder issue. He's going to be on IR. They're saying he's going to have shoulder surgery, so he's going to be done for the rest of the season. Fadukasi, you know, he's dealing, he's on the row-row list. Uh, you know, they're saying he had contact with someone that that may have the row-row, so he's going to be out as well, so he's not going to be playing. So, you know, that's going to hurt us on defense in particular. And you look at that situation there, our linebacking core is pretty thin. You know, you got Neville Hewitt, Lange. We're pretty much down to like five backers at this point. I think it's, I think they're going to have Neville Hewitt playing outside linebacker because George Jenkins is gone. I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, we're getting some guys back, though. Uh, Mims is coming back. Thicken is coming back as well. We'll see what, you know, if that kind of – Settles our kicking issues. P. Ryan is supposed to be back, uh, but I know that the, there was a lot of reports kind of up and down whether he would play this week or not. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that going forward. Uh, but him coming back would be very solid for us if he does play this week. Um, you know, he might give us a boost of running back, but who knows? They might continue to stuff him behind Frank Gore. Uh, we, we've heard Adam Gaze talk about how he doesn't, he's not interested in, you know, sitting Gore to figure out what these younger backs have. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's pretty ridiculous over here, but but we've got to we've got to make sure you know that if we're going to go out and compete against this Rams team, we've got to bring it and we got to come out early. We got to be ready to go, you know, because again, you come out sluggish against the Rams, they will put you away early. And my big thing for us offensively is we have to start fast. You have to come out and you have to find a way to get the ball out of Sam Donald's hands quickly. You cannot let Aaron Donald Brocker. All, you know, all those guys that they have, Floyd, these pass rushers they have, you cannot let them just completely destroy Sam Donald in the football game. You can't let that happen. You can't let that happen. you got to run the football effectively. Again, if P. Ryan is going to be back, if he actually does play in this game, uh, you got to get him the football. You've got to find some ways to get, you know, chip down on those early downs to where if you get to third down, it's third and two, third and one, something like that. You can't come in here and have third and tens against this football team, against that, this defense, and think that you're going to have a great level of success, especially when we talked about Patrick Ramsey. It was Patrick Ramsey. Like, we got we to gotta get it together, man. We got to get it together. You know what I'm saying? Because you do um, – excuse me, Jalen Ramsey. You do not want to attack Jalen Ramsey constantly. So you got to find a way to chip it down on early downs and get the ball out of Sam Donald's hands quickly. Mims being back, I know that Crowder is still dealing with some calf stuff as well, so we'll see – you know, how he performs, too, with those calf injuries. Um, you know, and Perryman as well. we got to take some deep shots. we got to see what we can do offensively. we gotta, we got to keep them honest. we got to let them know, yeah, we're not a great football team, but we'll take it at you if we really need to. You know what I'm saying? Defensively, I'm a little worried as well. I'm worried. And I'm worried because this offense, outside of just their running game, they got some great wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Woods. I mean, these guys get after it. Like, they're going to test our secondary. And I'm a little worried about our corners. Bless Austin, been very up and down. Hall, who looks like he can, you know, like he has something. But, again, he's young and experienced. We've seen him get dusted before by solid wide receivers. So, we got to see, you know, we've got to see what situations he's going to be put in. And he's going to be tested again for this week. You know what I'm saying? So, we're going to see 
what happens going forward. I don't want us to get too blitz happy. I think we'll, we will get cooked out the building if we do that, um, especially with the situations that we have. But, you know, this is going to be quite a test for our secondary. Absolutely. It's going to be a test. Again, you got Farley starting out there at, uh, at, at, you know, the safety spot along with Marcus May. And another thing that really scares me about the Rams as well, when you talk about Marcus May, you talk about our safeties, even our linebackers being hurt, that tight end position they have, they got some playmakers there too. Higby's a playmaker. We've seen them, you know, throw the ball to Everett in the class as well. He's a playmaker too. And these are guys that they use quite often in their scheme. So it's not going to be like, oh, this is going to be just jet specific. No, Sean McVay draws it up, man. So we've got to make adjustments in this football game as well for what they're going to do offensively. We're going to see. We're going to see, you know, what's going on. So I'm kind of giving you my little spiel before I get to the callers. I definitely want to discuss this with everybody, you know, on the line. So we're going to get there. So first call I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to my guy, Elias, man. Elias, I'm coming to you. Welcome to the show, my friend. I hope you're having a good day. I want to first, before we get into game, I want to get your thoughts on Adam Gay saying that he let ownership down. How do you feel about that, my friend? Hey, Joe, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm all right. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. So, um, yeah, it's pretty obvious, Adam, but, yeah, I'm glad he admitted it. But I, that pretty that's pretty much makes it 100% he's getting fired, which I always you know believe he's getting fired no matter what. But you, know, you can't get you can't stay after an 0-16 year with the you know a 32nd yeah. ranked offense for back to back years. But that pretty much just cements it for me. But yeah, I I think it's pretty obvious. I'm glad to hear him say that because it seems like ownership are the only people who actually believe in the guy, and so that he's saying that he let them down. I don't know. It makes me yeah. happy because. You you obviously did so. Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it's it's. I mean, he didn't just let ownership down. He let Sam Darnold. He let everybody down. The offense, the fan base, yeah. everything. I fan mean, base, it was a whole yeah. lot of talking, and he does that all the time. Where he does a lot of talking during the off season, where he gets people pumped up for a lot of different stuff, and then we get to you know the regular season, and we don't see any of the things that he promised us. You know, <laughs> I remember he was running that yeah, two back was, set when we had Ty Montgomery Bell, and Bilal yeah. Powell here, and he was. He was telling us that he was going to run that during the season. We didn't see any of that stuff. So never happens. You know, it, 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 yeah, it, it just never happens. But he, going into this game, you know, because I can go on with Gaze all day, but going into this game, starting oh, with the same. offense, what are your expectations of Darnold this week? Do you think that the offensive line will protect him enough to give him time to be able to make plays, man? Do you think he'll be able to maybe score a touchdown, two touchdowns, something like that? What, is, what do you think the stats are looking like for him? Not not very good, honestly. He he went off a went up against an awful Seattle defense and played like crap. And he's going off a top five defense in the Rams. And you got Aaron Donald, which that's going to be like Donald said, it should be fun, as he said in a press conference. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not really expecting much. Maybe one touch, one touchdown, one interception, two interceptions. I don't even know, man. But. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't have high expectations. You know, Mims is coming back, but he's not really because he's getting covered by the best corner in football, probably. So, you know, Perryman's inconsistent. Um, I, I don't think there's been a week he hasn't ended up on the injury report, and I don't. I don't yeah. know if Crowder's going to play. So, and then uh, your boy Herndon. I don't think he'll be too good. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. <laughs> My boy Herndon. I don't, you know, to be yeah. honest, I don't expect nothing out of Chris Herndon. <laughs> yeah. Well, who does? I don't boy, expect man. nothing out of Herndon. No, dude. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> don't get me started on Herndon. Because, bro, I remember literally telling people, until he shows us something, don't be trying to sit here and talk about how great this guy's going to be. He's going to be our Travis Kelsey. He's done nothing. He came in this year and, and did absolutely nothing. And I've been, you know, very disappointed with him, but just staying with the offense and everything that you talked about, you know, with Mims and Darnold and the struggle that they may have, don't you think an effective running game will really help us? How effective do you think we'll be able to run the football against the Rams, man? I mean, we got some backs that can make some moves. Do you think they'll be utilized correctly? Probably not because it'll be the Frank Gore show again. And I guarantee you it's going to be like the Cincinnati game all over again where Gase is running him straight at Aaron Donald this time. That that's gonna be die. A gap died for days straight at Aaron Donald. Can't wait. Oh, I remember that game. I was I was furious. I could not believe that he was doing that. that but that you know that would be an Adam Gaze call call football game. 
I mean, it just, it'd be completely ridiculous, man. But do you think that we should avoid throwing to Ramsey at all costs? Like, should we just stay away from him throughout the full, throughout the game at all? So we should never just go at him whatsoever? No, like if if Mims is tournament's open, then yeah, but you got to, if you're Sam Donald, you got to make sure there's a good amount of separation there when, you know, it's Ramsey's ball skills and, you know, comfortability, you got to, you, you just got to, I'm not going to say like, oh, the game plan is this, don't target him at all. Him at all. If he gets burned, he gets burned and you, yeah. you target him, but I would definitely try to avoid it if he's covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a guy that looks at it like this, you know. I mean, if he's, like you said, if he's there and, and you got to, you know, make the throw, I, w- I would definitely go at him from time to time, but I wouldn't make it a habit. He's not a guy that I think you want to continue to throw the footballs in his direction. Yeah, don't force it. Uh, but I do, do think. Do not force it. Go ahead. Don't force it. Like, don't make yeah. dumb decisions. Yeah, that, exactly. And I think that's big. But going to our defense, I'm a bit worried about that as well. When you look at our linebacking core, Jordan Jenkins, he's on IR now. We're down pretty thin at backer. How concerned are you about that going into this football game? Yeah, it won't be too pretty. Uh, I remember linebackers, especially inside linebackers, so it's be our position of strength this year. So seeing how many guys have gone down, opted out, gotten traded, that's pretty wild. But, yeah, they got – I like their running game a lot. They got they kind of run like a RB committee set, which I'm I'm kind yeah. of all about nowadays. I think that's a really good way to, you know, future the NFL, in my opinion. But, yeah, it, it's not going to be pretty. Luckily – and they got, you know, two solid tight ends. So, um it, yeah. it should get interesting, man. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's where I'm at as well. I look at the situation there, and like you said, the two solid tight ends they have, Higby and Everett, those guys can move. You get the football in their hands, and they can really make an impact on this football game. So I don't know what we're yeah, going to do the there. Again, I, I think Neville – yeah, and I think I think uh, Neville Hewitt is, def, is probably going to be playing outside linebacker at this point. It's going to be tough. But when you go to our front line as well, with Fadokasi being out with the Roro, do you think Nathan Shepard will be able to come in and give us some quality snaps? Are you concerned about our defensive line getting manhandled and abused out there without Fadokasi, one of our better defensive linemen? Yeah, it should be interesting. Hopefully there's, you know, a good rotation going on there. Get, you know, Kyle Phillips, uh, Nathan Shepard involved well. Um, maybe get Zuniga. I know they've been playing him a bit on the inside. He's kind of been invisible, so I hope he plays well. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. Foley's a great player, so we're definitely gonna miss him this week on the you know the the row row list, um as you call yeah. it. But um, yeah, uh, that that linebacker. Now that I'm thinking about it, like edge rusher line, but that's gonna be a disaster this week. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I you know, it's an it's just tough, man. But so many guys going down and things just not. Not going the way that we would think this season. It is what it is. But my final question before I let you go is with Ficken coming back, do you think our, our issues at kicker will resolve themselves? How are you feeling about that? Are you confident in this guy, you know, coming back and, and being healthy and be able to make the kicks that we need him to make? Absolutely not, but it's good for the tank, so I'm happy about it. He's terrible, though. <laughs> Give me your final score prediction, my friend, for this uh, game, the Jets game against the Rams. Uh, 35 to 7. Ooh. 35 to 7. I'll respect it. I'll respect it. All right, Elias, I got to keep going, man. I got a, a, quite a bit of callers, man. I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. It was good to speak to you. You have a good night. Absolutely, man. Only three left. All right, have a good one. Whew, man, Elias calling in and just telling the truth. It is what it is. It's, t- it's tough right now. It's really tough with this football team, the way that we're looking. So many guys going on IR, guys getting injured. Just issues upon issues, you know. You look at the situation again with Fadukasi, he's out this week. We got to depend on Nathan Shepard, you know, a host of other guys, Uniga, so on and so forth. Um, and this is a week where maybe, again, we're going to see the impact of Quentin Williams be much needed because uh, we're going to be hurting. If the Rams get their running game going, oh, it's going to be tough. It is going to be extremely tough, especially when they're able to work the play action off of their, their running game too. I mean, it just – it sucks. It sucks. So – I'm going to keep going to these callers, but I'm going to go to my chat really quickly. I'll call my chat the Savages. If this is your first time watching me or first time listening to me, excuse me, on Blog Talk Radio, I also live stream while I do my radio show. So I have my folks in the chat. I call them the Savages. Why? Because they're savage. They remain savage. They don't stop, man. You know what I'm saying? So 
Savage is in the chat. Jamal Damon in the chat. Salute to you, Jamal. Jamal says the Rams also uh, work play action. They're also a play action team. So if those safeties are trash, they will get beat. That's a fact. That's a fact. If the Rams can bring you down, suck you down into, you know, that play action, it's going to be tough. It's going to be extremely tough because let me tell you, you bite on that, especially if they're running uh, well, you bite on that play action, they'll hit you for something deep. And it's always Cooper Cup, Woods, even Reynolds, the, the, the other wide receiver that they have, they will burn you on the back end. Absolutely. Um, man, it, it's going to be a tough, tough game against these Rams. And we're going to have to step up. So salute to everybody in the chat. I'm going to get back to these callers really quickly. Um, I'm going to go to 862. 862, I'm going to come to you. I want you to give me your thoughts on this Jets game, you know, against this Rams football team. How are you feeling about the Jets going into this game? And do you think that the Jets will be able to slow down the, the Rams running game? Absolutely not. Um. <laughs> I want to tell you that my wife told me she loves your enthusiasm, and I want you to know that every Sunday she makes me watch. <laughs> she says, you've got to be a Jet fan all the way through. And every week she says, you're wrong, and uh, I'm right. So I love you, Joe. I love you. So let's get down to this game. Well, thank you so much. This is the most one-sided game we're going to see over the next three weeks. And that's considering what happened in Seattle. Um, you're a, a totally positive. I love that. So I want to shout that out to you. But, uh, no, this is going to be a one-sided affair. Uh, I'm, I'm going with your prior caller, 35-7, yeah. if we're lucky. Um, because okay. I was talking to her about this before the show, and she told me, you got to call in tonight. And it was because um, she was telling me, you got to call in, got to call in, because she heard our last mm-hmm. interaction. Um, the, the thing that gets to me is our best player is not lined up against Aaron Darnold. Back in the day, we had Nick Mangold or Kevin Maway or even Joe Fields. Yeah. They were great yep. centers. The Jets are known for great centers. We have a history yep. of this. And we're going against the best nose tackle in the league. Um, if I were the Jets, this is the way I would try to win this. I would line up nine guys on the line of scrimmage. And I would do very similar to what uh, Bill Parcells did in the 1990 season, of course, a former Jet coach, uh, when Phil Sims was down and our number one running back, Ronnie, Rodney Hampton, was down. Um, just line them up and go for three and a half yards of play. And push forward oh. and always push forward behind Beckton. And we would go three and a half, three and a half, three and a half, and, and, and run the ball like 40 times. That's the only way we're winning this game. Wow. That's the only way. I, I mean, and, yeah, first off, I want, I want to thank you, you know, for calling in. And, and again, I want to thank your wife, for, you know, very, very, you know, solid woman. I want to thank her, you know, for, for you know, everything that she said about the show. I truly appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Again, she I want to thank her. You, She's phenomenal. I can tell. Um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. You know, us you. running the ball, us running the ball effectively, I think is going to be, you know, very, very huge, especially to keep the Rams honest. Because, again, they, they, everyone talks about Aaron Donald, and I get it. He's phenomenal. He's probably, like you said, he's the best nose tackle in the game, right? But they also got Brockers. They also got guys like Floyd. They also got, you know, Young as well. They got guys that can get after it too. So you have to keep them honest. And I think part of what part of what, what we have to do to keep them honest, we have to show them that if, if you stack the box, because they will stack the box if we just run the ball all day, if you stack the box against us, we'll be able to make the throws. So I think that we have to work. And, and again, running the ball effectively is part of it, but working play action in, you know, getting some misdirections, changing things up, especially tempo, I think is very big too. We've got to up the tempo of our offensive game plan. If you've got to run a little bit of no huddle just to keep guys in the game a little bit longer, throw them off, do some different things. We saw some success uh, with that, you know, at certain parts of the last season as well, and then they went away from it. Uh, I think that will help us. But if we come out and just try to stay stagnant, we're going to get crushed. And I'll agree with you. Well, if, we, if we come out and well, do the, the basic Adam Gaze thing, we'll, we'll lose hands down. I would agree with you. The the thing is, is that we're extremely limited everywhere. So, like, I would line up nine guys, <laughs> a running back, not old Frank Gore. And I can't believe that 
he he lines up a 37 year old running back after we had the best game without Frank Gore, Dude. right? Rushing, <laughs> we had the best game with two minor players. Remember, we couldn't oh. even use Lady yeah. Bell. And yeah. you put Denzel Mintz. That's it. That's it. And yeah. you run a very uh, – I'm just telling you, I want you to go back to the 1990 season of the Giants, and I want you to watch them after Phil Simms got hurt. People don't under, – they underestimate the greatness of the 1990 Giants. They won this Super mm-hmm. Bowl against some of the greatest teams in the history of football with the backup mm-hmm. running back and the backup quarterback. And that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this team here was like, like I told you, you know, it's, oh, I don't want to say that word because my wife told me not to curse. Um, yeah, please don't curse on myself. Told, we don't do that. Right, right. We don't. So it's about knocking somebody down on the floor and yeah. knocking their in the de- dirt. You, you got what I said, yeah. knocking their in the dirt. Yeah, they're, but, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you I make a couple you. big plays with Mims. And this game, if the Jets are have a chance to win, it would be like sixteen thirteen. Yeah. That's the only yeah. way. And yeah. and and yeah. with the, with the Rams' offense, I'm going to give you this: uh, Jared Goff is Mitchell Trubinsky on a better team on a better team. Okay. Ooh. That's okay. his level. Okay. Skill. That's your take. Okay. That's, he's Jared. Okay. Goff. That's, that's your take. I respect it. I, respect I mean, he's it. Mitchell Trubinsky on a better team. Okay. Okay. You so, so pressure you him at, at all. When you look at his defensively, though, fall. one second, when you look at his defensively, because you bring up Jared Goff, and, uh, you know, I was looking at the same situation. I, you know, I think he's I think he's a little better than that, but I, I respect your take. Uh, I think a big key is us getting pressure on Goff. That's a big key. But when you look at our linebacking core, because we don't have a pass rusher, on one guy I thought we were – kind of close to being a passer, Jordan Jenkins, he's go down. He hasn't had big success this year. How do you think we get pressure on golf then? Would you be interested in sending blitzes? Do you think that just Quentin Williams on the line is enough? Are you just trusting his disruption to cause these issues? How do you think we get the golf to create, you know, those Trubisky-like mistakes? Well, Quentin Williams has been the best defensive player on our team. You know, um, this is a season that we expected of him two years ago. So uh, I'll give him all props. He's like Leonard Williams on the Giants because uh, I'm both the Giants and Jets fan. Don't argue with me about it. So uh, I'll give this with um, Greg Williams. Uh, you have to blitz him. You have to go all out. If you're going to get, if you're going to make a mistake, make it big. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to have to be uber aggressive on them. We're going to have to change up the uh, uh, coverages quite a bit. And at the end of the day, we have to make this an ugly game, 13-9. If we're going to win this, it's going to be like 13-9. It's not going to be anywhere close to uh, uh, what we saw when they played uh, the, the Raiders. That was a, okay. a game that blew. Uh, we should have won that game. And Greg Williams deserved to be fired. But that Greg Williams defense up until that last play gave us the opportunity. But mm-hmm. if if they score 20 points, we lose. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, get, before I let you go, can you give me your uh, final score prediction for this game? It's like 40 to 13. Okay. We're gonna get slaughtered. Right. But uh, yeah. my wife is gonna make me watch it, <laughs> and she wants to send out a shout out to you. She loves you, man. She loves you. You know, well, like you, you might be you from. So much. Uh, I, I told you, I grew up in the Lower East Side of New York. She grew up in the Bronx, yeah. and she, you, you remind me of, of us. So stay strong. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, thank you so much for calling in. And again, thank your wife for all of her support. She's phenomenal. Thank her as well. Uh, You have a good night, my friend. You too, Joe. All right, have a good one. Phenomenal call. Phenomenal call from a great Jets fan. Uh, I'm going to keep hitting these lines, but let me tell you, you know, it's tough. Stuff. I know a lot of people say, hey, Joe, you're really positive. I am positive about the football team, but I'm extremely realistic, okay? 
I don't live with green goggles on. I don't, you know, run around here thinking that uh, we're going to, you know, win a Super Bowl. No, no, no. This team is, team is bad. <laughs> this team is real bad. But, uh, you know, you got to you gotta look for wins where you can. You got to find ways. That's why we play on Sundays, you know. You got to try to do whatever you can and put the team in the best position. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, again, I want to thank that caller for calling in. And, again, I want to thank his wife for all the support as well. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So I'm going to go through, keep going with these callers. But I'm going to get to the chat just really, really quickly. Uh, you know, we got some guys, the savages in the chat getting after it. Brian Scannelberry in the chat says, besides Trevor with the first pick, who do you want to see uh, the Jets use the second pick on? You know, that's a little bit further ahead. But um, I'm big on offensive linemen. Um, everyone knows that I have a plan to move the first-round pick. But if you're forcing me to go with Trevor – uh, I think our second first-round pick uh, should definitely be uh, used on an offensive lineman or even utilized to trade down. That's another one of my ideas, too, is uh, taking that second pick and trading down and trying to net more capital so that we can continue to build this football team. And I think that that's a take not, not a lot of people are looking at. Um, and I have a, you know quite a bit of takes. And I'm, I've let them go here and there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, salute to everybody, you know, that's in the chat. Salute to B. Strickland. I see you in there as well. Salute to you, my friend. Welcome to the show. Uh, Angel Reed in the chat says, Gore up the middle 35 times at almost 40 years old. I'm shocked. And the last caller brought that up as well. I'm shocked that he is uh, – <laughs> I'm shocked that they're still running him like he's a 22-year-old running back. But, you know, when you have an incapable, um, you know, offensive mind like Adam Gaze, what more do you want? You know, he's an idiotic head coach that should have never been hired here. And we're seeing, you know, the issues that we have coming from him. Again, if you want to call in, it is uh, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639. Call in and talk to me about, you know, our upcoming game against the Rams. I know it's tough being a Jets fan right now, but do not call into my show and curse. I'm telling you, you curse on my show, I will get you out of here. Fast. Okay? Faster than Adam Gaze can call a dive play with Frank Gore. That's fast. (laughs) That's fast. That's fast. Faster than the Jets' offensive line can let up a sack. That is fast. That's fast. That's fast. That's fast. So we're going to get back to these callers. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let my guy, man, my guy Steve, man. I want to talk to Steve. Steve, welcome to the show, my friend. Give me your thoughts on the Jets going into this Rams game. How are you feeling about this football team right now, my friend? Well, first of all, Joe, it's great. It's great to hear from you again, man. You know, I love talking to you, to you. Um, Here is the thing, you know, back, um, oh, this was a long time ago back then, but here, unfortunately, Joe, I said this once and I'm going to say this again, because this happened when we played against Kansas City back in October. Unfortunately, Joe, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, we're going to die tomorrow. I'm really sorry to tell you this, but we, but we're 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 going to die tomorrow. We are going. We're gonna to die, die Steve? tomorrow. We're gonna die. We're we're going to oh, die. No, the Steve. Rams are gonna. The Rams are going to probably annihilate us because they are so much more of a talent than we are. I mean, the Rams are a complete different football team than we are. I mean, because look at this thing with the Rams. I mean, we got like, okay. Let's start off by talking about their team. You know, listen. Jared Goff, who is their quarterback, he Jared Goff, don't get me wrong, he is a very good quarterback, and, and I do respect of what he has done. But, I mean, he's not a top-running uh, quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson are. He is a good quarterback. But what Jared Goff has is playmakers, such as Tyler Higby, Cooper Cup. He's got a good running game in Cam Akers. I mean – the Rams, yeah. the Rams are a good are, are a good football team, and ever since Sean McVay got uh, got hired to be the Rams head coach, that he has completely turned that team and that franchise around. Like he is the reason yeah. why why they are in that situation today. Now the thing is also too is of going into this game against the Rams too is also how good their defense is. They have the number one nose tackle in the league in Aaron Donald. And, my God, he is the best defensive player in the league. I mean, Quinn Williams, he's like a mini-me version of Aaron Donald. But, but no one is Aaron Donald, okay? And then on the, mm-hmm. also on their defensive side of the ball, as you said, Joe, they got very good pass rushers. And, of course, they have that yeah. really, really good 
uh, uh, cornerback who is the most trash-talking cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey. I, I mean, it's just this is going to be a. I think this is going to be a long day for the Jets. Yeah, listen to you. I, and listen, you're already starting off hot. You're bringing a lot of fire, and I hear you. But do you think that the Jets will be able to run the football effectively against them? I know they got a lot of guys out there, but I think running the football effectively will really be able to even this game out. Do you think we'll be able to do that? Do you think we'll be able to put the hands, put the ball in the hands of our young running backs and allow them to make plays for us? Well, well, first of all, that maybe that could happen unless Frank Gore runs up the middle. Oh my God! No, let me let Steve, me just tell you something. Frank Gore Joe, at the middle forty Joe, times. I'm done. Joe, if, if, Joe, if Adam Gaze does that, definitely... Steve, I'm telling you, I'm gonna blow a gasket, dude. I'm gonna blow a gasket. Oh, no, no, if please, Adam Gaze Joe. runs Frank Gore up the middle forty times against the Rams, I'm gonna blow a gasket. I'm gonna lose it. Oh my God, no, hey, Joe. I'm a loser, Steve. Joe, let me just tell you something right now. Listen, I do like Frank Gore, and I have respect for him of what he does. And I said this before, and I'll say this again. When he does retire, he is going to go into the Hall of Fame when he does retire. But the thing is, Joe, you got to let the younger running backs get more reps, like Ty Johnson and Josh yeah. Adams did. The only reason why they were able to get reps in that game against the Raiders a couple of weeks ago was because, of the, because remember, Frank Gore ended up leaving the game with a concussion. I mean, listen, yeah. that was that was the only reasons why. And Gore wasn't wasn't there. The Jets had their best running game in that game. They ran over yeah. 200 yards against that Raiders defense. But the thing is, though, just going back to this game, it's just I think it's going to be a long day for 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 for, for Sam and the offense. And, Joe, there, before we continue talking about this team, there is something I want to say to you really quickly. Joe, I understand we're not at the offseason just yet, but I'm going to let you mm-hmm. tell you something right now. Earlier today, mm-hmm. I watched the Clemson-Notre Dame game, okay? And okay, what this Trevor Lawrence kid has, is doing, I am telling you, Joe, if we end up with the number one pick, you can't say no. To this guy, you can't say no to him. I, I, listen, I know you love Sam, and I love Sam too. Mm-hmm. But Joe, yep. you can't say no to this guy. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe. Can't say no. You can't. You can't okay. say no to Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Listen, so go, ahead, I, Joe, go ahead. I, yeah, no. Listen, listen. I, I mean, we could, we could talk about different things. I don't want to go too far ahead, but. Listen, I hear you, and I, I get a lot of calls. And again, I've had you know my take is is pretty well known. <laughs> you know, I I make sure everybody understands uh, you know my take and and how I feel. Look, I get it. He he looks very very good and phenomenal. But I think that we have so many needs, Steve. I think you can say no if the haul is enough to turn your entire franchise around. If you can get three first round picks and you know two. You know, two of every single mid-round pick, you know, going forward, I don't know how you just look at that and turn it down, especially with well, as great as he is, right? He does not play corner, does not play pass rusher. He's not a wide receiver. He doesn't block for himself. You know, these are issues that we have going forward. And, again, I think that he is phenomenal. I never – like, let me make it clear for everybody that listens to me, regardless of whether you listen to me from – I do not dislike Trevor Lawrence. I think he's very good. My problem is this football team, I I do believe in Sam Darnold to a point, but I think that this football team is horrific. (laughs) If you look look at our talent, we are horrific. My problem is this, is that people think that Sam Darnold comes in here, right? People think that, or excuse me, people think that Trevor Lawrence is going to come in here and just throw to himself. And that's not going to happen. We don't have like enough weapons. We don't have enough anything. So if I can, if I can turn this team around, and again, I've I've made my plan very well known, right? Because I like to get my takes out there early. If you target the Bears, and they're willing to give you Allen Robinson and two first round picks and a boatload of other picks after that, you solve so many issues that guess what? You still have enough capital to save yourself if Sam Darnold is not the guy. You can still go get the next guy. Still. Still. Okay. And I understand that yes. he looks phenomenal, but so did Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz looked phenomenal in college. 
They're benching him. So did Marcus Mariota. I remember he was phenomenal. People said that he was a can't miss. He's going to change your franchise. Where's he at? Winston, the same thing. I heard the same thing about those guys. And I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is going to be some gigantic bust, but I am saying, like, everybody's penciling him in like he's going to be, you know, this savior. Like, he's for sure just going to be a for savior in this league. And I'm telling you, okay, well, look, there's also other options for this football team. We are void of talent. We're void of talent. Void. And if you guys are talking about relying on free agency, you know, I see people in the chat talk about relying on free agency. Uh, Let me tell you something. We've tried to do that before. We've tried that in the last however many years. I remember when we drafted Sam Darnold, people said if you draft Sam Darnold, free agents will come here. They did not. As a matter of fact, we got stiffed by more free agents than actually came here. We have notoriously been used by free agents for bargaining chips. We have notoriously been used by free agents to up their stock, and then they go elsewhere. They do not come here. You have to remind you guys about players like, you know, Anthony Barr, guys like him. You know, so you have to start looking at other options. I think, again, I think that that, that, uh, Trevor Lawrence is a phenomenal player, but I also think you have to look at other ways to build this football team. Because if you get stuck on him and him alone, especially when the haul that you can net for him could turn your entire franchise around – I don't know how you I don't know how you look away from that. I really don't. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now, Joe, you did make a very good point. But this is what mm-hmm. also needs to happen as well. See, the thing is now I, I know we're not at the off season just yet because we still have to play this game and two more games left of the season. But Joe Go ahead. You didn't open the can. Go ahead. Joe, Joe let, let me just let me just now say something. This is what mm-hmm. also has to happen. I mean the first move that needs to happen is in the offseason is, is, is Adam Gaze being fired. I mean, listen, Adam Gaze should have been fired a long time okay, ago. Yeah. And a lot of people said – Now you're talking that talk. Go said, ahead. A lot of people even said that, you know, during the week, you know, when Adam Gaze said that, you know, people are saying, okay, now Christopher Johnson has just made that job a lot easier to fire him after the season. I mean, listen, it, it's just that's going to be the other thing, though. We gotta get. We have to get the right head coach to build the mm-hmm. team in the right way. That is the main That's thing the we have to do. Like, look, like, listen. If you if you're watching bits of uh, bits and pieces of the Bills tonight, the Bills are on their way mm-hmm. to win the AFC East championship for the first time since 1995. And do you Jet fans yeah. want to know why? Listen. I remembered when a lot of people talked about when the Bills made a big mistake of drafting Josh Allen. And, Joe, listen, mm-hmm. the way how he's been built around that football team has been phenomenal. And, Joe, I'm sorry. I remember in the past when you said when you called Josh Allen a trash quarterback, he's not a trash quarterback anymore because he was built <laughs> the right well, way. He, well, he wait, 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 wait. Right listen, hold on, hold on a second, Steve. Hold on a second, Steve. I hear you. Let me, let me, let me. I did say those things. And I'm still saying those things. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I called him a glorified running back. I said he was trash. I absolutely said those things. But I think what people are forgetting is Josh Allen didn't just, and and this is what I think Jets fans have issues with how like to build quarterbacks, right? Josh Allen didn't just wake up and one day and like raise himself off the floor and go, I'm going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the league. No, he was coached up, right? He's been coached. If if you, you watch any of these games, the first thing they'll start talking about are how his coaching staff has helped him literally refocus his mechanics. They, they rebuilt his mechanics. That's why he's getting the ball out faster. You look at his throwing motion from this year versus last year, it's completely different. That's why he's getting the ball out faster. It's the small things like that. We don't have that here. As a matter of fact, Adam Gaze and Daryl Loggins literally said they did not want Sam Donald to get a QB coach because they didn't want another voice in the room. I'm not lying about that. You can look it up. So when you do things like that and you hinder your young quarterback, on top of the fact that they went and got Josh Allen weapons, can you please name a wide receiver that we have as good as Diggs? Hell, do we have a wide receiver as good as John Brown or Cole Beasley? <laughs> no. We no, don't have none of that. that. Is, we don't have a running game. We don't have anything. We don't have an we don't have we don't have an offensive we don't even have a, a, a good offensive coordinator. We have nothing. And that's that's what I'm telling you. That's why again, uh I talk about trading that pick because if you look at what the Bills did, they did exactly what we should have done. They built around Allen in his rookie year deal, and they built around him adequately. Those players that they got that they put together, go look through their drafts. 
those they drafted different guys. I think they drafted a bunch of offensive linemen one year and went and got a bunch of other guys to pair with them. Like, come on. That's why he's good. He's not good because he's out there just doing his own thing. He's good because no. of all these factors. The coaching is there. They utilize his, his running skill, right, within the offense. That's why he rushed for that long-ass touchdown he had today because they're utilizing yeah. those things. They're allowing him to do that within the scheme. We're not doing that. Here's what we did. We drafted a quarterback, right, and everybody was hyped about him. We saddled him with the QB killer, right, right after coming off of Todd Bowles, who was horrific. And then we put him in an offense that he does not fit in, that we all know does not fit his skill set. Anybody that was watching Adam Gaze before he got here told you. Hell, I told y'all that. I told y'all that this offense is not going to be built for him. He's not going to have success in it. And that's why I never wanted him here. And then we did nothing to truly help him offensively. That's what we did. While the Bills were drafting, signing guys like Diggs, and putting weapons around Josh Allen. That's why Josh Allen is good. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's better than he was before, but there's factors into why he's good. But go ahead, Steve. No, okay. I'll let you go ahead and go before I, before now, I go. Joe, go ahead. So, Joe, now, because this, mm-hmm. this is the other thing that also needs to happen. Now, listen, I do have all the trust still in Joe Douglas. Now, I do okay. think Joe Douglas can build this team the right way. Listen, when Joe Douglas mm-hmm. became the general manager, you know, after when Mike McCagnet left, because Mike McCagnet, as you said, Joe, was another one of the reasons why why the Jets are in this mess of a situation. Because he didn't mm-hmm. honestly know how to draft right. The biggest problem mm-hmm. that he had was mm-hmm. he didn't know how to draft or pick up uh, offensive linemen in free agency. Because remember, when, when, when McCagnett would pick up offensive linemen in free agency, they were not in their prime anymore, okay? I mean, they were yeah. always banged up with hurt. That was the other mm-hmm. thing. See, the one thing I do trust in Joe Douglas was that he did get offensive linemen some help. I mean, listen, the offensive line this year has been shaky. I mean, I mean, but mm-hmm. I think Connor McGovern is a good player. I mean, I mean, he's been off a little bit at times this year. And listen, he's horrible. Mackay Beckton, horrible. Mackay Beckton was. Well, you don't like McGovern? No, he's horrible. He's horrible. Like he's bad. He's bad. Our guards are bad. He's bad, and Fant is bad. They're bad. They're just they're the, bad. The only the they're, only yeah the only one who's not good. good on this offensive line this year was the player he picked in the first round, which was Bakai. That's a fact. But then a lot of people are That's even saying, why is Cameron Clark not getting activated? Like where That's is Cameron Clark? Where is yeah. he? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand I mean, why. And that's the other thing. Adam Gaze is – I think this is something that has to frustrate Joe Douglas is that Adam Gaze is not letting – is not letting the players, besides Mekhi Becton and Denzel Mims, is not letting uh, his – Joe Douglas's draft pick get a chance to play. To play. Adam Gaze yeah, is not letting yeah. – is not having that. And I think that's something that has to frustrate Joe Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Joe Douglas – you know, that's the problem with us. You know, we can talk about the issues and all the issues that we have, but our ownership is, is the main issue. The reason is the yeah, reporting structure. Just, you got Joe Douglas and Adam Gaze reporting on no. the same footing. Joe Douglas should have the power to go down there and say, listen, Adam, uh, I drafted this guy, and you're going to play him. And let that be that. The coach should report to the GM, and the GM should report to the owner. That is not the way it works here. It's not the way it works, and that's one of the main issues. But, Steve, I got to keep going to these calls. I got quite a bit, man. Before I let you go, give me your final score prediction for the Jets against the Rams. Well, no, most importantly, Joe, we're going to talk about this more in the offseason, man. Don't worry. I know we got for off sure. the topic tonight. But unfortunately, yeah, no, Joe, go ahead, man. The, Jets are gonna, the Jets are unfortunately going to go 0-14 after tomorrow at, as soon as 7 o'clock hits. It's Eastern Standard Time, you know, 4 o'clock your time there because you're out in California. Um, the final uh-huh. score tomorrow, it's going to be – I'm going to go with 30 to 7 Rams tomorrow. Okay. 30 to 7 Rams. I respect it, Steve. Listen, Steve, thank you for calling in. It was great to speak with you, my friend. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? You have a good night. Nope. No problem, man. Bye-bye. All right. See you. Listen, Steve calling in with the fire. I'm going to get to everybody on the lines. I know my lines is lit up. Anytime that Trevor Lawrence is mentioned, <laughs> people definitely want to talk to me, and I love it. I'm going to get to everybody, but please be patient. And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I have some new callers as well. 
if you call into my show, you know, it's great to speak to Jets fans. Hell, it's great to speak to every fan. No matter what matters, everybody is welcomed here. Do not call into my show cursing or I will get you out of here. You know, a couple curse words, you're gone. You know, especially it depends on how bad it is. You are gone. I will get you out of here faster than Michael Cagney can bust out a draft. <laughs> That's fast. <laughs> That's the Christian Hackett. All right, all right, all right. Enough with the jokes. Okay. <laughs> Enough with the jokes. I'm going to go to Val again. Everybody be patient. I will get everybody on. <laughs> that was fun. I thought that was funny, me personally. I thought it was funny, but I'm going to go to Val. <laughs> My guy, Val. Val, how are you feeling? Yo. How are you doing, first off? And I want to thank you for calling I'm in. Secondly, good, how are you feeling about the Jets going into this Rams game? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. And how am I feeling about this game? Um, Man, <laughs> it's about to be a crushing game. Man, this okay. is going to be a hard two weeks of us going against Seattle and then now going against the Rams. So we are definitely going to be into a lot of stuff. Man. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough, man. It, it's tough. <laughs> when you look at the situation <laughs> yeah. that we are in, ugh, it, it, it's bad, man. But I want to start on the offensive side of the ball with you. I want to get your thoughts on, you know, Mims coming back. He's going to be on the field this week. We know he was dealing with a family issue last week. Uh, how mm-hmm. are you feeling about that? And what are your expectations of him in this football game? Because you know he may be matched up against Ramsey. Man, see, this is that's exactly why I really want to see. You know, I want to see Denzel Mims get you know tested. I want to see him go against like an elite cornerback. I wouldn't say he's like elite, but he's very good. He's a very good cornerback. He's going to get in your face. I want to see how Denzel Mims matches up against him. So I would definitely look forward to that. You know. But other than that, you know, um, I don't know if he's going to get the ball because, you know, who's the play caller, you know. As soon as he gets a couple yeah. of shine and then, you know, we just go away from him. So I, I, I really don't know. But I really want to see how Denzel Mims is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what's going on there as well because, like you said, he's going he's gonna to be facing one of the best corners in the game. And this guy is going to get yeah. all in his face. I'm talking about it, all in his chest. So we're going to see how you, you know, react to that kind of pressure. And, again, he's a young wide receiver. So, you know, there's still time to grow in things. But I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we're going to see, you know, what happens. But even, you know, stand on the offensive side of the ball, do you think the Jets will be able to run the ball effectively against the Rams? I think that this is paramount for us to do. Um, because everybody's talking about how we're going to get blown out, which is, you know, understandable, especially when you look at this Ram squad. But I think running the football effectively and getting us started out that way will really open things up for us. Do you agree with that? Right. And do you think we'll be able to do that? Well, um, what I would say is, like, we have a future um, running back in Frank Gore that's about to get this five-year extension. <laughs> so we we might as well. We might, we might be getting, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be serious, man. <laughs> to be serious, um, I, I think we do oh have to get God. the young guys involved as well, too. You know, it's gonna be hard. Like I said, the offensive line. Like I said, Sam Donald, he runs to his left side for a reason because that right season, I mean, that right arm line is basically open season for anybody to come through. So that's gonna be the yeah. problem. So. We're going to have to, you know, if, if we don't run the ball, they're, they're going to just play nothing but coverage. And, you know, Sam Donald's going to force a couple of footballs, um, a couple of throws, and it's going to be an interception. So we have to balance it out as much as possible. And we have to, you know, yeah. at least, you know, get that defense tired. You know what I'm saying? So we have to run the ball. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at us yep. defensively, though, I'm very concerned, bro. I'm concerned about this. This Rams wide receiver court series business. Like Cooper Cup, oh, yeah, Woods, Reynolds. How worried are you about that matchup with our young corners? You know, you look at uh, uh, Hall, he's you know, he's been cooked by a couple wide receivers out there. How worried are you about him in coverage and also bless Austin to be an attack too? Because we've, we've seen him have kind of an up and down season as well. Yeah. I mean, this, this it comes to the point that, you know, he's this is probably his fourth week actually being a starter. So I'm going to give him some slack because he hasn't really been playing as much because he was injured like, from the beginning of the season, so he didn't really get that much coaching. So, you remember, he's just coming off of – coming from college. So, he's just getting yeah. – going into there. So, I'm going to have to give him some, you know, some length and stuff like that. Hopefully, he comes around. I did like him under Greg um, 
Greg Williams. I did like him on the Greg yeah. Williams is because, you know, Greg Williams was really getting at it. And you're seeing the difference from last week. I'm not going to say, like, everything was peaches. I'm like, everything was perfect. But you've seen people mm-hmm. was really fighting, you know what I'm saying, on defense. And then you seen last week, everybody was lackluster. It was like, it was really no fight. So, I don't know, man. I, I hope so because, you know, I, I hope Paul comes around and actually, you know, steps up. And you know this motivates him to actually get better. Yeah, I, oh, you know, and also, I hope it also, does as well. Also, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and also, I definitely want to get into Adam Gates. You know, saying he apologized to the <laughs> owners and okay, stuff like ahead. that. <laughs> yeah, so when are we gonna get our? So we're gonna get our apology next week. So Sam Donald was last <laughs> week. Owners is this week, and then so the the fans are going to get an apology next week because we definitely need I'm it. Man. I mean, you gave us two weeks of, I mean, two years of terrible football. I, like you got to yeah. apologize for us, us. Um, you got to apologize for you, um, getting interviewed and trying to reach out to the Jets and saying that you're going to turn this franchise around when you was lying to us the whole time. So yeah, we definitely need an apology because we've been getting tortured ever since he's been a head coach. And like I said, he's making Todd um Todd Bowles look like a great head coach. So yeah. <laughs> Which he was average, you know, but it that's hard to do. Minute. Hello? I can't even hear. Uh, hello? Uh, I apologize, folks. Uh, I apologize, folks, something's going on with uh, my system here. One second. I'm going to continue to try to fix it. Just one second, folks. Hold on. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.